0: Hey Jeepers, this week's XJ Talk Show, we bash the 2015 Cherokee a little and hear a feel-good Jeep story about a boy and his YJ.
1: Some love is spread to our YouTube subscribers, and we give you a heads up about some upcoming off-road shows.
0: John gives us new radio com tech, and Tony tells us about a catastrophe narrowly
1: avoided on his own Jeep. All that, Amazon, you bought what, some voicemails, and more on the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Wave.
0: (laughs) Breaking news at the XJ Talk Show News Desk of wrestling midgets attacked and killed by a gaggle of fake hookers. Full story right after this.
2: Hey, Stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> hey,
1: it's episode 147. I'm Tony, and that's Josh. And uh, Josh may have some audio issues tonight, but uh, we're going to blame it on Skype.
0: Yes, yes, we are, and apparently I'm also having video issues.
1: Oh, you sound fine. See, all I have to do is is, uh, is say there's a problem, and then it'll be all be okay.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yes, I am Josh. He is Tony. This is, like he said, episode 147 of the XJ Talk Show. We've got all sorts of good stuff for you guys tonight, a little bit of tech. We're going to delve into some uh, Jeep news as well. Uh, Of course, we're going to talk about our own Jeeps a little bit, as uh, we oftentimes do. And, of course, the return of Amazon You Bought What, all that and lots more. So, guys, stick around. You're in store for a great show.
1: It's always a great show, Josh. How dare you? Yes, of course. (laughs) And, you know, as long as the uh, sound quality is good, who cares if the the audio is, I mean, the video is a little jerky. Uh, It just uh, makes the jokes funnier, I think. Oh, sure. Yeah. Delict reaction. (laughs) Hey, this is the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokee's off-roading, the tech that you need to get you there and back. We're here to promote the the web's most premier website for all that is Jeep Cherokee, XJTalk.com, the friendliest and most helpful Jeep site on the web. XJTalk.com encourages and answers the questions and concerns that the first-time XJ owners typically have without the flaming or criticism. All while giving you the best, most in-depth articles and write-ups for the repairs, modifications that take your average XJ to the next level. Now get ready. It's the XJ Talk Show. And it starts right now.
3: First week in Jeep.
0: Well, despite our best efforts, Jeep decides to make the new Cherokee for one more year. And uh, I would be more than happy to tell you all about this Jeep story if uh, my show notes were cooperating with me and I actually had the story up on my screen. But uh, (laughs) even with our constant bashing, bad-mouthing, and more than a few attempts at sabotage, the Chrysler Fiat Motor Company has decided to go forth with aborting these hideous creations of poor automotive engineering into the marketplace for yet another year. Production began mid-August and is already the new models are out strutting their stuff in mall parking lots and super slabs everywhere. So what do we get with the new model year? Well, more stuff to go wrong is what I say. But in fact, not much has changed on the 2015 Jeep Cherokee from its first year re-debut earlier this year. From the outside, little can be seen as far as differences go. The grille is still ugly as all hell and there is still next to no articulation. And the available wheel and tire packages certainly haven't done it any justice at all. So what do we get in 2015? Integrated tailpipes. Yep, that's right, because nothing says I'm living up to my predecessors' off-road heritage and rugged styling like flush-mounted exhaust tips in the already too-low rear bumper. Well, if kitschy, trend-setting exhaust design doesn't do it for you, then a quarter teaspoon of technology just might. We reported a couple months back that the Jeep was toying toying around with the idea of what they're calling automatic start-stop engine system, or as I like to call it, the if-this-fails-you're-screwed engine mismanagement system. Jeep estimates that the new start-stop system can improve the city fuel economy by about a whopping 3%. If you're stuck in traffic a lot, the saving can be a little bit higher than that. The premise is when turned on, the system will shut off the engine when the vehicle comes to a stop or is at rest. Or with the history of the Cherokee we all love to hate, we'll probably cut the power when you least expect it, like over that railroad crossing you drive over every morning. In any case, one flea fart on the gas pedal, a super high-speed starter, brings the anemic 2.4 four-cylinder or the 3.2-liter V6 back to life and you're back on your way. Is new exhaust and red light, green light tech enough to make you jump out and go get one of these new Jeeps? Yeah, probably not, but uh, it certainly isn't going to make you drop out a second mortgage and run to your local Jeep dealer to get one of these. But if you happen to get a wild hair and you want to take one of these for a test drive, give us a call. Let us know what you think. Well, it's about time, I say, for a feel-good Jeep story, and I've got one for you. It's blue-tinted gray gunmetal like the hull of a battlecruiser, battleship's hull. It's 26-some-odd year, uh, years old, and its name is Gladys. Matt Wogelmuth's 88 Jeep Wrangler was returned to him Saturday after it received a makeover from Mount Zion off-road in Dover, Pennsylvania. With a tab picked up by the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Matt Wogelmuth, who is 18 and is from Morgantown, Berks County, has an incurable chronic kidney disease, a congenital condition that involves, that, involves the continuing worsening of his kidney functions. He's been on the transplant waiting list since he was 16. He says he feels good right now, but his kidneys are definitely getting worse. The hope is to make it as long as he can before he absolutely needs a transplant, he says. He started his freshman year at Bloomsburg University a few weeks ago. He's majoring in business management and marketing. Mount Zion Off-Road, General Manager Curtis Weir said the work normally would cost about eight dollars to $10,000. He said Make-A-Wish paid for it all, but uh, the price was reduced because some of the parts uh, were donated by some of the vendors for absolutely free. Make-A-Wish contacted his shop because he specializes in Jeeps. He said there aren't many off-road specialty garages around the area, and he was honored to accept the challenge of transforming this brave teen's pride and joy. The 88YJ not only got a new paint job, but also brand new wheels and tires, bumpers, fender flares, and (laughs) much more. Wogelmuth has owned the Jeep since just before he turned 15. He named it Gladys shortly after that. Gladys, he says, just popped into my head one day while I was working on it. It's kind of an old Jeep, and it seemed like it needed an old lady name. Working on the Jeep is one of his favorite ways to pass time, so it was a logical choice to ask, make a wish to, for help with it when the group asked him what he wanted to do. He says, they asked me if I wanted to go anywhere or meet anyone, but it'd just be a one and done sort of thing, he said. Good point. But he says uh, he plans on having the Jeep for the rest of his life. I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say I hope he gets to enjoy that beautiful YJ for many, many years to come. If you guys would like to check out Mount Zion Off-Road or you'd like to give them praise for helping out Matt in this and the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, you can help You can, you can can help and find them at mountzionoffroad.com or find them on Facebook, friend them out, facebook.com slash mountzionoffroad. Hey guys, if you uh, would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep or you have a response to any one of our stories that we've said here on This Week in Jeep, please send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com.
1: Yeah, and you can also send us a voicemail. I mean, Nikki G will do that. Uh, come hit, call in and make comments on the show, and uh, we uh, we appreciate you guys uh, telling us. Uh, you know, uh, hey, especially if you've got some uh, some news about uh, Wranglers or uh, the real Cherokees or anything. Uh, so that uh, voicemail line is five three zero six seven five four one zero two. Uh, five, three, zero, six, seven, five, four, one, zero, two. Call in, call on, call in often. It's a uh, 24 by seven voicemail. No one will answer the phone. And I, I see that as a plus Josh.
0: Oh yeah. I guess, uh, you guys hear enough of our voices. It is why, uh, call and hear more of us.
1: Yeah. You don't have to get a sleepy hello at three o'clock in the morning when you're supposed to be working, but, uh, you're, uh, trying to stay awake and you're trying to do something fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road, too. Using your smartphone, install the TapaTalk talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJTalk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJTalk fix.
0: I know you've heard us talk about Amazon on the podcast before, but if you heard about our new game,
3: you bought what?
0: It's a lot of fun, and we want you guys to play along. All you have to do is go to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there on the main page. This takes you right to Amazon, where you can buy any crazy little thingamajig to join in on the fun. Amazon gives us a list every week of what you guys are buying, but we don't get to know who it is that's buying it. As an added bonus, you get the same great price you always would, and Amazon is going to give the show a small pittance for you playing along. So let's all have some fun. The XJ Talk Show and Amazon.com.
2: You're listening to The XJ Talk Show. Please help Tony and Josh get more listeners by telling a friend, or two, or three, about the podcast. It's so simple. Just tell them to go to XJTalkShow.com. Okay, look, Tony is really insecure, and he measures his success by how many people listen to the show. He is driving us crazy, so please tell a friend.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial over at www.audibletrial.com slash XJ talk show.
1: So what the hell, Josh, where'd Richard Cranium go? Uh, he, uh, got himself
0: into a little bit of trouble. He's uh, a little bit postponed as it were. <laughs> so we're going to hear from Richard Cranium all's the third next week for another installment of the autobiography of the Jeep Cherokee XJ.
1: I'm enjoying those. So slap him around and tell him to, uh, uh, yeah, yes, uh, spank that monkey and tell him to get get back on the <laughs> stick.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll do. We'll do. We are we are close after all.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Now for some little uh, YouTube love. Sorry, I didn't mean to say little too quick there.
0: I, I was gonna say you know, <laughs> <you> jump <laughs> with that little remark there. I don't know, but <laughs> hey guys, it's no little deal about you guys subscribing to our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you're telling a friend about it and uh, we'll get you guys on the list. Well, we're gonna give you some uh, give you some attention, pay some homage, spread some love around. We pick four out of the list every week in no particular order. If you haven't heard your name yet, sit tight. We'll get to you eventually. First on the list tonight is Prince. Prince <laughs> prince six
1: Prince yeah prince six prince Prince-y six I'm just gonna get in trouble work monkeys yeah. 2 and we've got uh, Steve Martinek on our number three spot and rounding out our list of four Eric Gibson God bless you for putting the last one in there it's easy to to say <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, keep up those subscription guys we uh keep climbing the charts there and uh, every subscription helps so make yeah. sure that you spread the word My friend.
1: Think we're around 606. Still, uh, we we gained some and we lost some. So I I, I blame myself, Josh.
0: Well, we're not going to blame you guys for calling in and leaving a voicemail. In fact, we encourage you guys to do it. And one of our friends of the show, Nikki G, does that very same thing every week, and uh, we enjoy hearing from him. We got some voicemails to share with you right now, and Nikki's first on the list.
1: Hey, this is Tony, and this
0: is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24 seven voice line.
1: Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. You know everybody's been keeping it clean, Josh.
3: Uh, hey, this is Nikki G. Uh, I apologize for that YJ joke I made. It <laughs> really didn't sound that funny. It sounded funny when I was telling it to myself. And again, I'd laugh at anything. <laughs> I'm laughing right now about it, but it's still pretty funny to me. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, Tony, how many times have I told you never, never, never run your microwave and your toaster oven at the same time? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea having your SpaghettiOs and your garlic bread uh, at the same time, but uh for that little convenience, Every time your breaker pops, you melt the ice cap just a little bit and <laughs> kill a penguin. So kill a penguin. not anymore. <laughs> and that's about it. I'll chat to you guys later. <laughs> Have you Bye.
1: Uh, you know, I swear, I'm going to make a, a best of Nikki G. I almost said Kenny G because I'm thinking about those k-tail records <laughs> the best of kenny g now it would be uh, it'd be pretty funny to have a, a best of uh nikki g you know i bet you i could collect all of the voicemails that we've ever received from nikki g and we could do an entire show
0: I, I was gonna say we're gonna have to have to string those all together uh put the put them into into one mp3 file maybe with a little bit of uh back and forth with you and me and then uh and then offer that up for our listeners. Uh, I think everybody would enjoy that.
1: I keep suggesting it, and I keep forgetting to do it. I, I need to contact Nikki G, and we need to set a time because he works shift work, or at least uh, doesn't work uh, hmm. m- mornings or days. And set a time when he's off, and all three of us get on and just just go at it for fifteen or thirty minutes, and just uh, you know get under the tin foil and find out who Nikki G really is.
0: Start <laughs> pe- peeling back the layers of onion. I mean, tin foil, yeah, <laughs> as it were.
1: <laughs> all right now here's a an event i guys i want you guys to to to, to think about especially if you're in the new york area that uh, the vermont jeep girl uh was kind enough to uh to call in and uh, promote now it's going to be this weekend so if you're uh listening live uh you get to hear this and you it means you still get time to go this is uh, all about women uh and off-road events and uh josh and i are very much uh in support of women uh being in the jeep hoppy we think uh we need that other 50% of the population to get in there and have some fun with, uh, with the rest of us. Uh, I mean, a uh, uh, little guy-on-guy action, I guess, is good. But, boy, it's a lot better when there's women involved.
0: Yes, I'm going to second that motion <laughs> wholeheartedly.
3: Hi, Tony and Josh. This is the Vermont Jeep Girl, and I am inviting you to join the off-roading women as they compete for the 2014 Jeep Girl Tough title. What could be better than mud, muck, motors, and women? We will host the second annual Jeep Girl Tough Challenge September 20th at Maximum Power Park in Poland, New York. You'll see women competing in their jeeps, testing their off-roading skills and mechanical abilities. Watch the women get down and dirty in the side-by-course rock crawl and the all favor tire change. Registration begins at 8, and the first challenge starts at 10. For complete details, visit us on Facebook at VermontJeepGirl.com. Proceeds will benefit the 4x4 Sisters Mentor Program, a part of Vermont Jeep girls Off-Road Women's Magazine. Together, we are inspiring young women build confidence and self-esteem through off-roading. The Jeep girl Challenge is sponsored by CSE Off-Road and Aussie Locker. Don't miss Kate Stetson, the vendor title of Jeep girl Tough, when these kick-ass women get down and dirty to battle it out for the 2014 Jeep girl Challenge, September 20th at Maximum Power Park, 551 North Cage Road in Poland, New York. For more details, go to com. Thanks, guys, and have a great night.
1: Yeah, so on Facebook, just uh, do a search for Vermont Jeep Girl, and then, uh, of course, the uh, the website she was mentioning was com. And uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I think it would be a blast to go out oh, there yeah. and watch a bunch of women uh, do the things that uh, we've done so many times before. And uh, not laugh, but support. I'm sure there's there'd be opportunities to laugh with, uh, but uh, you know, because everybody has, uh, especially in these things where you're trying to rush through and uh, you make mistakes. So I bet you'd be a good time had by all.
0: You know, Tony, we don't have anything like that out here, and uh, and I think this is just the coolest thing I've I've heard yeah. as far as Jeep events go in in all the years that I've been involved in in the off road world, and and including the uh, in the in the public eye with Jeep events here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, this is something I think that we need to adopt out here in the Northwest. I, I think oh, it would everywhere. not only get a huge uh, following, but be quite successful in uh, especially raising uh, as a fundraiser. Uh, and I'm, mm-hmm. there's a dozen uh, good causes that come to mind right off the top of my head. So uh, this is something I'm going to have to reach out to the Vermont Jeep girl myself and uh, and get in touch with whatever uh, event coordinator is, is doing that sort of thing uh, out there and maybe get some ideas and maybe even some help. Because uh, I think that's something we need to do for 2015 out here in the Portland metro area
1: I think it'd be really good Uh, I uh, I don't know how you know you have a little more experience with that uh, going out to these events and uh, doing uh, at least the uh, the DJing part of it I don't know about uh, how you get a bunch of people together and uh, what the legal ramifications were about missing fingers and thumbs I guess the same insurance that a shop teacher buys but uh, you know I just I don't know what all the legalities would be but boy it'd be a lot of fun to have someone like that locally
0: well, we've got uh, this cool uh, little little organization. They're actually quite big. It's called uh, uh, the Pacific Northwest Four Wheel Drive Association, and and they're very much involved in uh, in off road events here, as far as um, taking care of the permits and insurance and things like that. Uh, so if you reach out to them soon enough, and usually soon enough means about the first or second week of January, uh, then uh, you can lock in a show date, and uh, and then you reach out to them, and and they nine times out of ten will uh, we'll step up and, and help you, especially if it's for a good cause. So, um, but uh, yeah, the Vermont Jeep Girl, thanks again for for calling in and, and telling us about this event. Uh, guys, just goes to show, if you got an event going on in your area, give us a call, 50, uh, 530-675-4102. We wanna know about what's going on in the Jeep world in your neck of the woods.
1: Yeah, you have about three minutes worth of time to put on there. And if you're concerned about how you're gonna sound Uh, in the, the voicemail, don't worry about it. We always use the best one, which is usually the last one that you leave. Don't worry about calling in three, four, five times. Uh, we, we, Josh and I certainly understand about messing up (laughs) and wishing we could do it over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. And Hey, it probably can't sound any worse than
1: what I'm sounding like right now. So (laughs) your audio is fine by the way. Oh, has been, has been the whole show. All we had to do is bitch about it.
2: The XJ what? Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to give us a five star rating.
1: So we have uh, some reviews here, and uh, well, Josh, uh, you—I think you put this in there. You take the honors of reading it. I like uh, reading I was these
0: more the more so I, along the lines of you know bitching about something and not really more <laughs> uh, about bitching and and less of a review than anything but uh, it's more like a suggestion and this is uh, from one of our uh, one of our xjtalk.com members uh, it goes by bluedragon436 he says uh, we should take all the welding segments of the show and these are um, some of the ones that uh, that steve 4.3lxj has put together in our new segment jeep garage you guys have heard those in some of the last few episodes uh, but he says we should put them all together once they are all done and make a special welding podcast segment. Yeah. Figure that way folks can reference back to the welding segments for information or tips when they're looking to pick up new equipment or do something. their XJs. And that's a great idea. Having all of that great information. And there was a lot of really good information there uh, from Steve uh, and putting that all in one spot for you guys to, to have access to. Uh, and of course, that's not something we're going to be able to do. Just lickety split. There's a lot of editing involved and, and obviously it takes up a lot of time and and effort, but we'll definitely put that on the to-do list. I think that's a great idea, and thank you, BlueDragon436, for submitting that idea. Guys, if you've got an idea, a suggestion for the show, do the same thing. Post it up at xjtalk.com. Send us an email, or better yet, give us a call.
1: So, uh, James, welcome back. I think uh, James, as he puts it, uh, no longer in the sandbox. I don't know if he's uh, going back over there or not, but uh, uh, James, thank you for the suggestion, and I don't know, Josh. If we kind of scattered the welding segments around through multiple uh, episodes of the podcast, people might have to listen to the, the whole podcast and find out where the wed- welding segments are. Uh, well, I don't know. There might be a reason why we do these things the <laughs> the way we do them.
0: <laughs> well, we're, we'd have to. That'd be something we'll uh, we'll actually have to give it some time. Maybe uh, you know, this time next year, uh, we'll go ahead and resurrect that and uh, and uh, maybe revisit that idea.
1: And uh, this time next year, it'll be. Oh yeah, we were gonna do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messi- I'm just messing with you guys. It was a great it was a great idea, James. Sorry. <laughs> I need to get one of those whiteboards,
0: put it up on the wall, and scribble all these ideas on.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know.
2: Amazon.com and the XD Talk Show present: You bought what?
1: What the hell is this? This is new.
0: No, well, it's uh, new (laughs) as in the last uh, couple of weeks. But guys, uh, for you veteran listeners, you already know what's going on. And for those of you new to the show, well, check it out. We've got a great relationship set up with Amazon.com. If you don't know what Amazon.com is, well, it's the biggest online shopping source for, well, just about anything you could possibly imagine online. And, And guys, it's really, really cool. Uh, they've agreed to hook us up uh, with a little bit of a list of what you guys are buying. But in order to make this happen, you guys have to go to xjtalkshow.com or xjtalk.com. And right there on the main page, you're going to see an Amazon banner. All you got to do is click on it. It's going to take you to a page you just click right through straight to Amazon.com where you can buy any old thingamajig that you can possibly imagine, whether it be Jeep parts, bacon salt, or crotchless panties. You name it, it's going to end up on the list, but you got to click through the site first. It's a great way to support your favorite off-road podcast as well as helping us keep the lights on here and, well, we create a segment out of it. It's called Amazon You Bought What.
1: And I just want to reiterate, uh, we don't have any idea who it is that is buying these things. All we do is we get a list of uh, what the item was and what the price of the unit uh, was and uh, how much money we made off of it, which could be a couple of cents per, uh, per item. Uh, could be more on big items. Uh, and the only thing that we get uh, anything identifiable with are the uh, adult toys. And we get a picture of when you're making the purchase. And they have technology they can tell if you're typing with one hand or not. So, um, that's no,
0: he's kidding <laughs> people. <It's, laughs> but we do get those really oddball uh, curveballs. We like to oh, call them again. Yeah. And they, uh, they they are the things like crotchless panties, bacon, salt, and and the occasional adult toy, uh, or sometimes a whole <laughs> kit of them. Yeah. In fact, so <laughs> if you guys want to have some fun with us. Uh, pick up one of those items just for grins and giggles, and uh, and see what Tony and I end up having to do with it.
1: Hey, Josh, did you see that flashlight that doesn't ex- doesn't have any light that comes out on it whenever you turn it on? I, I just I don't get that. Anyway, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, <laughs> it was really strange. It had this eye looking thing on the end of it. Oh uh, no! <laughs> so uh, well, I'll start this off tonight. Somebody uh, yeah. looks like they're getting ready for hunting. Uh, Mossy Oak's men long sleeve pocket t shirt infinity. And beyond, XX large. You know they got that for thirteen fifty six. I don't think you could go down to the mall, which I, I've never been in my Jeep. Uh, I don't think you get it at the mall for thirteen fifty six, especially XX large. I was gonna
0: say uh, something of that size, and of course with the Mossy Oak logo on it, you're not gonna get that kind of a deal anywhere else except for Amazon.com. Uh, we've got some things here now. I, the, the The name of this popped out to me. It's it's Cute Queen. <laughs> and and of course, you know, my gear started spinning. I'm like, oh, here we go. But these are actually LED car lights. And uh, somebody picked up a two-pack of red and a four-pack of white. These are cute queen white 42-millimeter uh, festoon dome lights, oh, LED bulbs. Yeah, um, yeah they've got uh, six of them to choose from here. And they've got, oh, even a four-piece multicolor seven-color LED interior underdash lighting kit to go along with that. So... Uh, that one itself was 35 bucks. You had the two, less than 6 Well,
1: Well, uh, you know, I just got to say, I like that word, festoon. I have no idea. I mean, I know it's associated with, with bulbs. I think it has to do with the way the w- little wire is done or something on it, the way it's, uh, the connector is, but I just like that word, festoon. Now, here's a good one. Uh, I've never found these manuals to be very good. I mean, way back when, when I first started working on vehicles, I thought, get a manual, and it it just didn't have, I think it was a Chilton's, and it just didn't have enough information in it. And, well, I guess it's a good thing because that's one of the reasons why we have xjtalk.com is to pass around the tech and answer those difficult questions that the manuals don't uh, don't cover. So I guess having a manual these days isn't too bad. Anyway, here's a Hayes manual uh, for a Camaro slash Firebird, 93 through 2000. Wow, you know, if that was like 65 through 69, I would really like that. But uh, there's nothing wrong with the Camaro. Uh, Well, actually, that 1980 Camaro that my mom had kind of sucked. But uh, anyway.
0: Well, here's something that's actually in my neck of the woods. Now, this is something related to my specific area. Uh, And this is another book as well. This is the Mount Hood and Willamette National Forest Trails Illustrated Map Book. Ah, uh, number eight two zero less than eleven dollars. They pick themselves up. I'm really curious to see what kind of detail uh, this trails map has, and if it has off road trails or just hiking trails, logging roads, bike trails, and you know, horse trails, and all the stuff that's usually not associated with autom- automobiles. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, cool stuff coming out of Oregon.
1: Oh hell, I remember this movie, Rain Man, uh, special edition. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's very politically correct to say special edition uh, with a movie like Rain Man. Oh. <laughs> see this is where i hit the button it goes so uh anyway somebody ordered them a dvd off of uh uh, off of amazon and uh, oh well here's one that uh, robin williams was in uh jack i I think i got that right so somebody made a couple of uh, dvd purchases there
0: yeah, and here's one uh, that uh, back into the book section here. This is one that that pops up every now and again, and I just I, I get tickled pink every time I see it because it's one of my favorite reads. And of course, it's uh, the author is friend of the show, and uh, he's actually been on our show before. Eric Zappi, It's the Jeep Cherokee XJ, 1984 2001. Advanced performance modifications. This is his second book uh, that he's released. This is definitely a performance and how-to book, guys. You've got to pick this one up if you haven't gotten the first one now'd be a good time to get both
1: get them all yeah get them both and you know that's another another one we got to get on the show i just have been eric's ready to go i'm surprised he's not calling me up and say now 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 because every time i say hey eric uh we're gonna get to you we're gonna do that interview he's like great looking forward to it <laughs> it's the the problems here the problem is with me not eric eric's more than willing to get it going ah uh, gee uh, you know i i blame having a, a busy job uh <laughs> I'll go with that. Hey, and uh, we're going to round out the list here with uh, a CB. And this is uh, kind of a dovetail into our radio comm segment tonight. Uh, A Midland uh, 36 mile 50 channel FRS. I'm sorry. It's not a CB. It's a family services radio. uh, But uh, FRS GMRS two way radio pair black and silver. So I guess this is like a handy talkie. 36 miles. Oh come on! This is reminding me of way back when I was a kid. Whenever they said you could uh, get one of these walkie-talkies for nine ninety five and get up to a quarter mile range, yeah, if you could get to the next door miles, neighbor, uh, if you could get to the next door neighbor, you were lucky.
0: I would say thirty six miles. Uh, yeah, if you were uh, you know standing on your tippy toes on top of a uh, TV tower, then just maybe.
1: You know I read something that uh some if you're out in space and you don't have to worry about uh all the water that's reflecting the r f uh on the terrestrial communications that a mm-hmm. uh, like a five watt uh, walkie talkie has about a five thousand mile range oh, I'd
0: buy that, yeah,
1: so it's uh, I blame it on the earth it's the, all the earth's fault
0: damn you terra firma. <laughs> We just found out
3: what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list.
0: Well, this part of the XJ Talk Show is brought to you by audible.com. If you like podcasts, there's a good chance you guys are going to like audiobooks too. Especially if you're busy like Tony and I, and we don't have time to read books or get people in for interviews and stuff like that. <laughs> Besides, guys, reading a book in traffic, well, it's probably going to be bad for your health. Audible.com has over 150,000 titles to choose from across any imaginable topic. From tech to sci-fi, from self-help, fantasy, fiction, you name it, they've even got some Jeep stuff too. To get you started, the XJ Talk Show has got your hookup. Just go to audibletrial.com slash and instantly get one free title of your choice. That's right. Anything you want for absolutely free. Who says you can't get something for nothing? It's audibletrial.com slash XJTalkShow.
3: Uh,
1: Feels good to stand up for a change, Josh.
0: Well, I'm going to sit down by the campfire, pop myself a cold one, and, uh, well, BS a little bit about my own Jeep.
1: Is there any BS this week? (laughs) <laughs> nope, there's not.
0: <laughs> no, guys, uh, my jeep has been sitting in the garage for uh, almost two weeks straight. Uh, not because it's broken or anything like that. Just because, uh, well, I'm I'm perfectly fine with letting it sit in the garage uh, for now and at least uh, I've been I've been a busy boy and I haven't had time to go out and enjoy it at all. Uh, I do have a show coming up this week, though, uh, and I'm not DJing this one, so I actually get to actually oh, head out have fun. Enjoy, yeah, I actually get to enjoy an off-road show for a change, and this just so happens to be one of the larger ones in the uh, in the Portland metro area. In fact, it's called No Roads Required. It's the third annual event. It started off as the Don't Fear the Jeeper event, which I thought was uh, was very cool named, but because of some copyright um, issues and stuff like that, the original people who had uh, thrown that event. Are no longer uh, doing this sort of thing, but they decided to hold on to the rights to that name, and so the event's name had to change from the Don't Fear the Jeeper to No Roads Required. Uh, and and it's a pretty big deal. Uh, it's it's gotten so large over the last few years, they've actually had to move the event down to the Portland International Raceway, and uh, and we take over uh, the one of the whole side fields. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of jeeps roll into this lot. Uh, into this area, and uh, and it's really a cool, cool show. They uh, usually have a uh, pretty big raffle. There's an RTI ramp. There's talks about if this event keeps getting bigger, that they're going to open up the infield to us, and we get to use the motocross track as an off-road course. So I think that would be pretty cool. And uh, hopefully if uh, everybody behaves themselves and, you know, treads lightly, <laughs> picks up litter, and, and uh, you know, the event keeps growing and, and sponsors keep rolling in and stuff like that, that this is going to end up turning uh, out to be one of the largest off-road events on the West Coast.
1: Well, you know, Josh, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go with that other uh, name of the show that they were thinking about going uh, going with. Don't fear Al and his dumbass keeping of the show name. Come on out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm just joking I don't know if it's Al I think of Al Gore when I say Al I don't know who this guy is keeping the name of this thing but that kind of sucks I mean I understand you come up with something you don't want it use, you want a little something something for the name but come on anyway yeah
0: I thought it was I thought it was, uh, was kind of petty to to hold on to, to rights to something like that I mean especially because I mean one okay yeah I give him extra points for originality and, and, uh, and for being originality
1: <laughs> don't feel don't fear the jeeper <laughs> i like it but it's not original at all i'm surprised i thought the original people that don't feel don't fear the reaper were the ones had the problem i didn't realize that somebody that came up with a a a half turn on the originality knob with don't fear the jeeper was saying no no i spent days coming up with that i had a team of writers coming up with that
0: (laughs) That be the same the same team that came up with the uh, title for the tony and josh show
1: exactly that's what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but guys, uh, th- this is going on this weekend. I know. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you're going to be a, a day late, two days late and $10 short <laughs> uh, because that's all it's going to take to get in. And all the proceeds are going to go to the Yakult Burn Project, um, which uh, for those of you who are not uh, from the Pacific Northwest, probably sounds like something very, very weird. Uh, Yakult <laughs> yes. Burn is, uh, is actually a, a uh, it's basically a mountain is what it is. And it's it's a large uh, plot of forested land. It's owned by and, and managed by the Bureau of Land Management. And uh, and there's been talks about trying to get in a new off-road trail system uh, put into that area. And there's so much red tape from the BLM. And and most of this is because of Washington State, honestly. Um, but they they keep throwing obstacles in our way., uh, more red tape. It's like, oh, well, you want to cross this uh, you know, two and a half cups of water per minute stream that has been here for all three and a half weeks., uh, we're gonna need you to put in a bridge and uh, and do a full <laughs> environmental per, per, you know, impact study. And, uh, and furthermore, um, no. So, you know, wow. that's the kind of stuff we were running into. So, uh, you know, th- most of the money that is raised during these events, and this has been going on for years and years and years, there's multiple events that go on throughout the year that, uh, that help fund this, uh, th- fund this cause. And, uh, and all the, all the proceeds are going to mostly legal costs. I'll uh, tell you the truth. Uh, but the costs associated with doing environmental impact studies, uh, for procuring supplies and labor and stuff like that, uh, for bringing in machinery and, and uh, for building bridges and things like that. So, um, if if you guys have, and for those of you who do have access to open public land, uh, consider yourselves very lucky. Uh, but uh, if you're in the midst of or would like to start a project to to get a, a new off-road trail system. Uh, built in your area, uh, you're in for one heck of an uphill battle. And uh, that's what we're doing. So this this event not only is a lot of fun, but it's also for a good cause. Guys, if you are listening to the live show and you'd like to come out, come check me out. I'm going to be hanging out with the Metal Cloak guys. Uh, and uh, we'll be over there at the booth and hanging out and, and talking Jeep all day long. The event is from uh, noon to 4 p.m. Uh, it's this Saturday, September 20th. Uh, admission is $10 per vehicle. So uh, Cramming as many people as you can into your Jeep, roll on down, come say hi, let's have some fun.
1: That's not bad. The whole Jeep. I know the off-road parks like to charge for the Jeep, uh, your feet, whether or not you got shoes on or not, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and toe straps, and you know, it just you know it goes on and on. So ten dollars for Jeep, that's pretty good. See how many pe- how many clowns you can fit in that Jeep? <laughs> Last little <Yeah>. clown car.
0: <laughs> Well, hey, speaking of uh speaking of Jeeps and uh and, and funny noises and stuff. Uh what's going on with your Jeep? I, I know that you've uh, you've had some some rattling going on. I don't know if that's st- still there. You talked about maybe putting in some engine honey and seeing if that would uh take care of it. What's what's the latest going on with your engine rattle?
1: Uh nothing. No. It was just a a bottle cap. A bottle cap.
0: <laughs> a bottle <laughs> cap. <laughs>
1: I don't, you, I don't know if you I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but anytime that you're doing stuff like live like this or recording anything, especially in the interview, if uh, if if you go, hey, it's great to have you here tonight, and we're really excited about your book, and we want to talk about bit, and uh, so tell us about it. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> and you just a little die a little bit inside because yeah, it's like oh crap, I just did all this and now I got to do think of something else. So I was doing that to Josh just because I'm that kind of guy. You know, uh, yeah, it has a little lifter tick. Uh, as uh, as Matt uh, had uh, mentioned, he thinks it might go away as it gets cooler out. And uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with it being cooler here. We've been getting a lot of rain. You know, Arizona has been getting a lot of rain from that uh, hurricane oh. that uh, went into the uh, Mexico side of uh, uh, the Pacific. And uh, we've been getting rain uh, here for the last three days. And uh, certainly the power has come back, but that's probably just because it's not running over two hundred and ten degrees right now, which uh, during the height of summertime, I probably was running two thirty-five to two forty. But with a, yeah, with a good uh, with a good uh, cooling system, it's fine. It doesn't go any higher than that. It doesn't overheat, and uh, you just you do feel a loss of power. So uh, I will say that that lifter tick did start happening at the height of the summer temperatures. So mm. it, there there may be a connection there. Of course, certainly the the oil viscosity thins out as it heats up. So, yep. uh, now, uh, on my, uh, the other engine that I had in there, <clears throat> I ran, uh, Pennzoil straight 30, uh, for a long time because I-, I would get a little lifter noise on the original engine, not the nothing, nothing like this. But so I just went with the straight 30 cause I figured it in this environment where it's hot all year long, there's no reason to have a, a changing viscosity level
0: and so tony this is uh, just to to help educate some people out there who might not uh, know too much about oil this isn't 5w30 this isn't 10w30 there is no w this is just straight 30-weight oil, am I right?
1: Yeah, something you'd put in your lawnmower engine.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go, yeah. Um, I'm sure it goes by other names and stuff like that, uh, but uh, you should be able to get this at any auto parts store, If am, am I right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, we have not torn the, uh, the other engine down completely, but just based on what we saw when we took the engine out, Matt was blown away at how good my engine looks running the Pennzoil because he's always heard bad things about Pennzoil and really blown away because it was straight 30. <laughs> so <laughs> he was going to, I think he, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he was going to reevaluate his uh, his thoughts on Pennzoil because I ran the straight 30 for quite a while. I, I got that little bit of uh, lifter noise shortly after buying it. And, and remember, guys, I'm one of the few people that bought my Jeep new. So mm-hmm. I was actually off the showroom floor 19 miles on it. So uh, I would like to talk about this other stuff that uh, that occurred. Um, now I had been having a um, a rattling noise, a uh, a knocking noise. I had originally thought that it was uh, something related to uh, the bottom end of the engine, and then it dawned on me well, I just put the skid uh, back on the trans underneath the transfer case, and it was probably tapping. Uh, the transfer case was actually tapping on the on the skid, and I think I actually corrected uh, corrected that here on the show uh or maybe i haven't uh at any rate it is not the transfer case tapping on the transfer case skid it was something related to the engine so uh it was getting a little worse and i needed to find out what it was so last weekend huh
0: it was a bottle cap
1: yes uh i I don't know how it got in there i think matt did that on purpose he (laughs) he stuck it in there just to mess with me uh but anyway uh uh, I, I went out and worked on the Jeep last weekend because I needed to find out what that was uh, if for no other reason to make sure that I um, knew how much time I had with that engine before I needed to do something major to it or replace it. I was actually considering yep. uh, going and uh, tearing down the old engine that came in the Jeep, uh, the 98 the engine that's uh, sitting there at Matt's shop and uh, get him to take it down to the uh, machine shop, get it all uh, cleaned up and uh, bored if necessary. And Ooh, yeah. uh, I was going to actually build that one myself. Um, and uh, so to that end, I wanted to get something else to drive. We need a fourth vehicle here anyway. I've got two uh, young ladies that are adults, and uh, uh, they, uh, they could use two vehicles to drive. So I, I actually went and looked at a 2004 Dodge Ram 1500 single cab, Four wheel drive, and uh, they wanted forty seven fifty for it. It had one hundred and sixty one thousand miles. Looked pretty good, uh, and believe it or not, unfortunately, it was red. So I was kind of, I was actually kind of hoping that I could get something other than red because all that's the only color of vehicles that we have here is red.
0: (laughs) Of course, it was red. Yeah.
1: So we took a trip over there, and uh, and and I test drove it, and boy, it was really smooth. Shifted very nicely. So uh, got back, offered him 4000 for it, and uh, he was like, oh, uh, gee. Uh, and I would have been fine with forty-two fifty. dollars And I'll tell you this. I wasn't overly excited about the the vehicle. You know how you just fall in love with a vehicle and you want it? Because right. I, I'm looking at a, a vehicle that I could use to, to haul stuff because it's a truck, but mainly right. for one of my daughters to drive here locally, just around not not more than a few miles uh, back and forth uh uh not not the the 20 mile trek that i do every day and but but certainly if i needed to work on the jeep i would have a backup vehicle and it wouldn't uh impact the uh the rest of the family any worse than what having three vehicles now is if i had the jeep broke down in the garage and i was had removed the head and i was changing out those lifters or anything else that i found in there that's my biggest concern is i get it apart and i've got the lifters ready to go in and they go oh look the, the cam is messed up so now i gotta pull the front uh the the header or, or whatever you call that front part off so i can pull the cam out and you know all that stuff the things you find when you you start tearing into something so uh i just didn't feel comfortable going down that road without having a another vehicle anyway they said uh, uh he basically went and looked and talked to somebody and came back he says no we can't go any, any lower than 4500 And without a pause, but politely, very nice, but without a pause, he said, but thanks for coming out. And promptly said, security! <laughs> so it wasn't even that back and forth. Now, I don't do a lot of uh, haggling over things, but I thought the game is, this is what I'll pay you. This is, oh, I'm sorry, this is what we'll take. And then you make another offer. So I was prepared to go, well, I can go forty two fifty, but the wife is going to make me sleep outside tonight. You know, something along those lines. Right. And right. and uh, but but it was like forty five hundred. Thanks for coming out. So I I guess that was his way of saying forty five hundred is all we're going to be able to go. I'm not going to pause here for you to give me a counter offer. So I said thanks, got in the jeep and left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention, this is a uh, a Craigslist thing. It says for sale by owner, not by dealer, and the picture is of the the vehicle out in front of an apartment complex, not at a dealership lot. Oh, so I would flag that one many times over. So uh, there was, and there was a, there was a couple of things. Uh, they were very nice. Uh, I didn't like the area where it was because it was basically called Houston. And <laughs> I don't like going into Houston. <laughs> and and uh, they had, had scuff marks, significant scuff marks, several places on the vehicle. Now, it's, you know, it's a 10-year-old vehicle or 11 years. Uh, so I understand. But in the ad, it said, excellent condition. Anyway, uh, so mm. I wasn't, I was more than happy to, to entertain the idea of the 4,000, but, uh, or maybe even the 4,200, but they didn't want to play that game. And I, I didn't check the day but, uh, as of, uh, um, what was it last weekend I went? Yeah, it was last weekend. So like as of Tuesday or Wednesday, they had relisted it. They have still not sold it. So, uh, they, they have my number. So I'm wondering if I'm going to get a call. Hey, you know that 4,000? Oh, I'm sorry. It's 3,800 now. (laughs) (laughs) They'll probably, they'll probably (laughs) sell it. They'll probably finance it with somebody and make, you know, 10 times the amount of money, uh, that, uh, just repoing it because they you know they can't make the payments on it so uh it was pretty uh it was nice inside but no power no power windows no power locks uh but Uh it was nice seeing that little uh transfer case shifter down there and oh it's a standard so when i said it shifted nice i mean it shifted nice from a standard uh, standpoint four-wheel drive standard transmission yeah anyway uh so uh when i got underneath the jeep to look and try to uh see about uh the first thing i was going to check were the bolts on the flywheel Uh, i'm sorry not the flywheel on the flex plate because i Uh, have had that i have had that happen before it makes a weird noise but the noise isn't as loud as what i was hearing but it seemed something seemed similar about that noise that had something to do with uh, the loose nuts on the flex plate loose bolts on the flex plate so I got under there, and I took the inspection cover off, the half of the inspection cover that uh, shows you those uh, uh, the flex plate and the, the bolts that are in there. And I right. look over to my side, and the upper control arm on the passenger side was a, a, a jar. It was not lined up like it should be. And on Uh-oh. closer inspection, the bolt, the factory bolt that was holding it in place was sticking out a good three inches. You Is the, this on
0: the axle side or on the body side?
1: Uh, body side. Oh, so, wow. So you know that little that little piece of metal that they have stuck on the end of that bolt so that whenever you turn it, it, it hits against things so you don't have to actually have it. There's no bolt head on one side. It just has that piece of metal, that little uh, flag or ear that's on there. That thing exactly. was sticking out of there about three inches, at, and it was at an angle because it was in the in the hole of the, uh, the lower control arm bracket and a little bit in the lower control arm. I'm sorry, upper control arm.
0: I wonder how long that's been uh, working its way loose like that. That's amazing.
1: Well, I can tell you that uh, whenever I would make a, a sharp uh, left turn, it felt like the tire was folding under. This, oh, and it and it, wow. it, and it didn't yeah. want to re- return back to center whenever I would I would go to straighten out I would have to really just turn it I mean it wasn't so bad that you would think there was an issue now keep in mind I was driving this vehicle every day at least 75 to 80 miles an hour going down the highway
0: <laughs> amazing And with, with a with a three and a half link suspension system yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah exactly and uh so uh i uh, I had to kind of scrap I was like what the hell I couldn't believe that, so I had to kind of scramble around and try to find a bolt that would be long enough, and I could that had a nut on it. And I don't know if you guys keep uh, a, a extra bolts and nuts as you're working th- working on things. You know, usually you get a bunch of nuts and bolts whenever you're adding on stuff. And I've I've added to the the, the TJ, and I've I've certainly added to mine. I've even added to the 99. So I had a fairly substantial uh, bolt uh, bucket to go through. Okay, And I finally found one that was long enough and uh, you, the only way I know to get that thing lined up is to put a ratchet strap between the cross member on the transfer case and the upper control uh, bracket that's on the axle and just ratchet like hell to try to move that uh, that upper control arm into the hole. And it always gets within a fraction of an inch of being right and something you can't do the ratchet strap any further, or in my case, I broke it. the The, the ratchet strap didn't break, but the mechanism that you know you use to ratchet it, right, stopped working,
0: stripped out or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, I bent yeah. it. If if any of you guys have ever tried to to install control arms and, and especially the uh, the upper ones, if everything else is already in, uh, you know, the, both lower control arms, you know, uh, uh, shocks, brake lines. Uh, uh, springs, you know, tie rod uh, drag link, and all that. If oh, okay. everything else is already in place and all you have left to do is one control arm, uh, you're in for one hell of a battle. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there really is, is not uh, an easy way to go about it other than, um, stripping everything down and, and, and starting over. Uh, I, I, really honestly prefer, uh, doing the front, the upper control arms first, then moving to the lowers, doing the axle side first, and then moving to the body side uh, leaving those for for very last because uh, I've got a couple tricks with uh, with pry bars that I that I use to get those to line up line up right. But yeah, no. Did you so did you did you get it back in? Did you get it bolted back up?
1: Yeah, I did, and uh, it, it wasn't from uh, from lack of cussing. Uh, it was. Well, uh, I
0: would imagine so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. While you were talking, I was able to to grab a picture. Oh, this is the one. This is the picture of the uh, of the repair. And uh, let me grab the other one here while I'm uh, while I'm talking. But uh, it's hard to see these things when they're just thumbnails. I thought that was the one that was uh, was the right one. Anyway, but it, that's the repaired. And uh, I, I did manage to find a grade eight bolt. But honestly, oh, but honestly, since I was working on this thing <clears throat> on uh, uh, Sunday night, uh, I was happy with anything that would work until I could get to the hardware store. I probably would have driven the speed limit the next day, but since I found yeah. a uh, <laughs> since I found a good bolt <laughs> I, uh, I decided to to drive full speed yeah and uh, you know I need to look at the uh, at the other one uh, to make sure that uh, it's not doing the same thing because it, if you didn't catch that this is a factory bolt oh and I didn't mention uh, and here's the here's the image uh, for you guys listening to the audio podcast you're gonna love this Here's the image of what I saw whenever I was uh, underneath the vehicle uh, working on it, I said, well, that doesn't look right. Where's the duct tape? Because this isn't a JB weld uh, fix. This is a duct tape fix if I've ever, ever seen one. But anyway, no, not, in the world. <laughs> But anyway, uh, this is a factory bolt. And what I didn't say is the nut didn't vibrate off this thing. It completely snapped the end of the bolt off. Oh, whoa, you must have hit
0: something, or doing some curb jumping, or what What did you do?
1: You know, you, you guys give me a hard time about being a mall crawler, but I guarantee you, I'm hard on vehicles on the road. <laughs> so, you know, I like going, uh, I like making uh, fast turns, I like driving fast, and uh, one of the reasons why I'm in a, a big lifted vehicle is because I probably would have killed somebody by now if I was in a, uh, a, uh, a go-fast uh, car. So... Uh this Jeep will get me in enough trouble, uh just uh, just perfectly fine the way it is. <clears throat> so anyway, I don't know if you can tell from this picture or not, but here's the bolt, uh the factory bolt that I took out of there. And uh, it looks perfectly fine when you look at it, but whenever I uh was trying to put that thing back through the holes once I got everything lined back up, uh it went flat against the side of the upper control arm mount, but there was no bolts to get out of the hole. And that's when I took it out and then, uh, looked at it closely and you could see where it had actually been sheared off. So I was afraid that I hadn't tightened something up properly, but that wasn't the case. So anyway, I, uh, I replaced, uh, that with a grade eight bolt. Uh, I went back and finished checking the bolts on the, uh, flex plate and I found one that was slightly loose. I mean, just like where you could, you know, do an eighth inch of a turn if that much. And, nah. uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't enough to make any noise. So uh, I, I pretty much gave up and uh, felt like I had found a significant and fixed a significant issue, even if it wasn't gonna be the, the one causing the noise. And uh, so I started the engine back up and I thought, well, you know, I wonder if the, uh, the downpipe where it runs on, on top of the uh, transfer case, I'm sorry, the uh, cross member for the transmission, I wonder if it's, if it's what's rattling because uh, it's vibrating with the engine. And so I stuck a big ass screwdriver in there. And when I went to pry it up, the knocking got less. So this is knocking noise, by the way, this isn't a or anything like an exhaust issue. So then I, I let it back down, knock, 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 pried it back up. And then that knocking noise, you know, I didn't think about it. I actually have a recording of the noise I should have played for everybody. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll throw that in and post. Uh, so, uh, but it, it's a really strange noise. So I went, okay. I've actually touched something that has something to do with that noise. So I went back and I thought, well, you know, I'm pressing here. That's going to be moving the uh, the uh, the header. Is the header loose on the block? Is it? Am I getting some sort of uh, knocking noise there? So I I got under there and I was looking up at the bolts on the bottom because I had looked at the ones on the top. You know, the the intake and the exhaust both use the same bolts, which I think is just a crappy idea. Uh, and while I was looking. Just laying under there looking at stuff, I noticed that one of the major transmission to block bolts was completely out of the hole. The only thing that was holding it in there was the kickdown bracket that goes to the transmission. You know, for the kickdown cable, so when you give it enough gas that it kicks the transmission down. Whoa! So that was a fairly fairly simple fix, and I was hoping that, that this is going to be the—because the, it did sound reminiscent— of a popping noise that you would get with loose bolts on the flex plate, so I went over to the other side. Once I got that one tightened, mm-hmm. and the bolt straight across, not there. Oh, geez,
0: it's any wonder you you're, you weren't spewing transmission fluid all over the place, or <laughs> things were even still running. Yeah, that's just that—that's amazing. Well, guys, this is this is a great story that that really proves the point how important it is to at least every once in a while, a couple few times a year at the very least. You know, I like to do it uh, every oil change or so, uh, depending on on how often you drive your Jeep. But to go through everything top to bottom, I know it's going to take almost a full weekend to do, but to go over every last nut and bolt and just give it a little twist. And uh, really a visual examination of everything uh, will go a long way uh, in in preventing some of these kind of things from happening to your guys'
1: Jeep. Yeah, and uh, we're going to run a little long tonight, but I think you're going to think it's worth it uh, here for our Radio ComTech segment from uh, John, pre-runner1982. And like Josh said, make sure you check all the nuts and bolts. It's not a – just like they say when you put on a lift kit after 500 miles, check to make sure everything's still tight. I would continue doing that after the 500 miles because you never know what you're going to find. Oh, I will add, I'm a little concerned now that probably what I have is a broken uh, flex plate. So, from you know the transmission moving back and forth, and it would have been the torque converter and the flex plate holding everything together. Now, yeah. th- there's more than two bolts. You know, I'll say that there's more more than two bolts, and the others st- seem to be there, but I'm still checking it. Anyway, now let's get to our radio com tech with uh, John uh, pre-runner
3: 1982.
1: Oh, and now it's time for some radio com tech.
0: Another warrior is on the mesa.
4: This is John, pre-runner 1982, and on this segment of Radio Com Tech, I'm going to talk Zello.
0: Everybody
3: loves Zello!
4: No, no, no. Zello. Zulu Echo Lima Lima Oscar. This is a app for your smartphone that takes that smartphone and turns it into a walkie-talkie. Now, this is good when not everybody in your group has a CB. Unless you're like me, most everybody has a smartphone. So everybody, would need to download this app and then you can set up a channel for your group. Everybody would log into the channel and then works, like I said, just like a CB. Everybody can talk to each other all at the same time. Now it doesn't matter which provider you use because this works via the internet using your data plan. Now I have heard some complaints regarding this app. First of all, it uses a lot of battery. So if you're using this uh, out on the trail, make sure you have your your mobile uh, charger with you. Secondly, it can be hard to hear, especially in an open-top Jeep. So any kind of uh, earphone, mic, either plug-in or or Bluetooth probably help that as well. Uh, Another drawback is that you must have uh, cell phone coverage in order to utilize this app. This app works well not just on the trail, but uh, really anywhere you have coverage. Say, uh, you know, you drive home in the afternoons, you and all your buddies can get on on your channel and uh, chit-chat on your way home. How about while you're listening to the XJ Talk Show? That's right. XJ Talk has a channel as well, xjtalk.com. Everybody can log on while you're listening to the show and chat about uh, what Tony and Josh are doing or not doing. Zello can be downloaded from iTunes, Amazon, or directly from the Zello website, z-e-l-l-o.com. So in lieu of a CB, there's uh, another option for you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, anything you'd like me to talk about on a future Radio ComTech segment, send me an email, prerunner1982 at yahoo.com. This is John, prerunner1982, clear.
1: Yeah, you know, it was funny. I was trying to find the uh, the time frame on that, and it doesn't show up here in the video mixing software. And I forgot to make note of it earlier, so I had no idea how long that one was. But it was a good segment. Yeah, we actually talked about Zillow on a, a, a past uh, XJ talk show. And, well, that was
0: uh, way, way back in the day. Was. I want to say that was <laughs> back in the, like in the 50s episode numbers.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking 1950s, which uh, I thought was pretty oh. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We were on there and, uh, used it quite a bit. And it, like John says, it works very well. I just want to make sure you guys understand that it is not a, uh, an alternative for emergency communications as in ham or CB radio, because using this Zello, it it does work a lot like a two-way communication, like a handy talkie or something would, or a walkie talkie would but the problem is, is you still have to have the billion dollar infrastructure uh, for, it to, for it to work. Also you have to have uh, access to the Zello servers that handle all the routing of the voice communication. So it is a, uh, uh, <laughs> it is a communication uh, uh, protocol that is uh, ripe with failures. So mm, yeah. in any earthquake, hurricane, whatever like that, if it works, great, but have something else to be able to use that you can uh, fall back on. Uh, I'm sure that, that the the communication people thought about this and then nixed the idea, but with the radio transmitters that are in the cell phones, we could have had the ability to talk cell phone to cell phone like in an emergency situation had they built that into it. So, Oh, yeah, good point. You know, because they are, they're just, they're, you know transceivers, and they could have been uh, made to have direct communication, but they're not because direct communication doesn't mean that you can that you have to pay somebody for uh, that communication, uh, that ability to communicate. It's it's all about uh, the dollars, people. So uh, that's another reason why you need to consider CBs and ham radios, so that you can you buy the radio, you got the antenna, you get the knowledge of how to do it, and now you're not on, onus to anybody else for being able to communicate.
0: Well, all good stuff right there. You guys, a uh, jam-packed show full of all kinds of good stuff. Uh, folks, we hope you've enjoyed uh, tonight's show. If you have uh, you like what you hear, make sure you tell a friend. And, of course, if you'd uh, like to support our show, I highly encourage you guys to head over to xjtalkshow.com or xjtalk.com. Please click on the Amazon banner there and do your online shopping through Amazon.com by helping support uh, the XJ Talk Show. And, of course, if you guys uh, have a show going on in your own neck of the woods, we'd like to hear about it. Give us a call, our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102. We want to hear from you.
1: Yes, yes. Don't forget about the uh, the show that uh, Vermont Jeep Girl is going to be doing, having the women off-road. I've, I've already forgot the name of it. Sorry, guys. But if you go to uh, Facebook, look up Vermont Jeep Girl, uh, or go to VermontJeepGirl.com, you can get more information on the event that happens this weekend on the 20th uh, in the New York area. So uh, go and uh, we'll have it in our show notes. Unfortunately, uh, that will be Monday when the show is released. If you have an event or anything that you want to talk about and you'd like to advertise it here on our show, please feel free to, to call in to the uh, uh, the voicemail number. And I don't have it in front of me, Josh. 530-675-4102. And tell us about it. Now, keep in mind, Thursday's live show isn't released till Monday. So don't wait until the Thursday before your event to tell us what the show is or the event or whatever it is you're having. Get it in at at least a week ahead of time.
0: Make sure you guys don't wait to head over to Facebook and check us out over there. We're also on Twitter, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, and, of course, iTunes. Guys, make sure you head over to iTunes, download the podcast, give us a five-star review leave a comment we'd like to hear from you there as well and of course of course McQueese. and of course <laughs> you guys cannot forget about our live show like tony said every thursday 10 p.m central on youtube
1: it's uh it's so much fun that you uh it's as much fun as you can have your pants on of course josh and i don't wear pants we, we've nope. we've made a pact that when we've uh, we found that when we're free down there we're more free to be open with you here on the show That's why
0: I don't stand up during the live show, guys. Well, you have a leather chair.
1: You have a leather chair. When you stand up, the chair goes with you. (laughs) See you guys next week. Have a great Jeep week.